And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, as always on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, it's five days, and then we have basketball. Oh, like it's boy. it's incredible. I I can't wait to <laughs> to see them on the court, how they look like. I'm I'm pretty pumped for this season. I mean, I know that it will last probably until December the twenty eighth or something like that. Yeah. Um but but it's it's exciting to to get into a new season. So it yeah. is. There's and there's a lot of newness to yeah. this team. They're so new that if you look for their training camp roster out there on the internet, can't find it because they're just too new. They're too new. Uh, I My assumption is that they don't have a training camp roster out there because they haven't completed the Al Horford trade. Yeah. Because technically, if you looked at the roster today, it would have to have the names Terrence Ferguson and Danny Green on it. It would have yes. to. Yes. And I think it would cause all kinds of questions, confusion. Did they make the trade? Did they not make the trade? Well, yeah. You know, let's just not even mess with it and make sure make sure that we have this right, you know, and just a few days later. So, I would guess tomorrow that we'll have word on that. And so if you've I've, I'm still getting a ton of questions about this. If you don't know why the trade hasn't been completed, it's because you can't combine players immediately after they're traded with another player. Yeah. You have to wait a certain amount of time, and that time ends tomorrow for the Thunder with Danny Green. So from the time they made the Schroeder trade until tomorrow is the exact amount of time that you have to wait to do a trade with combining players together. And so they're doing this so they can keep their giant trade exception. They actually could have done it earlier, they want to keep their giant trade exception they got from the Steven Adams deal. And it's really honestly not that big a deal because they've done individual workouts. And yesterday was the first day they could do team workouts and they don't even have their full team. So <laughs> they're just, just not worried about the situation. It's going to get taken care of. And uh, Horford and Maladon will, will be in OKC and it, it will be a, a very small deal. Yeah, and maybe they are already in OKC, uh, for what we know. Like, they could be there already and and just nope. wait to report because of the trade rule. I believe, and I hope uh, I have the terms right, that you have to wait, in general, 60 days in order to aggregate sa- someone's salary. Uh, but due to the circumstances, that period has been trimmed to 19 days, yeah. um, which it seems impossible to me that it's already 18 days and that tomorrow yeah. will be day number 19 and um but yeah it seems that that is the that is the case and um and yeah and maybe maybe they are also waiting to declare the full training roster um the full training camp roster is because maybe they will add some player to that trade I, i'm not entirely sure um vincent poirier is probably well almost surely um in that deal but who knows if yeah. they end up doing He's being moved yeah, yeah, he's being moved. Yeah, so it would be Ferguson, uh, Poirier, and um, and Danny Green for Alorford, which is um, and, and of course uh, the rights to to Theo Maledon. Um I don't know if they are they can do something on the sides, like maybe combine this with some other trade and and do other stuff. Uh, it's Possible. it's not. Yeah, it's it's still possible. I mean, they 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 are waiting. I mean, I'm sure that the terms would be generally that with Philly, but mm-hmm. maybe a third team now that everything can be done. Um, maybe someone is interested in Alford. I don't expect that to be the case. I expect Horford to be in OKC and just to like start a season at least. And and to be honest with you, I was really surprised about about the. Um, 
about George Hill. I mean, he seemed really ready to to spend a bunch of time in OKC. Mm-hmm. He really did. He was great. He was great. I was surprised. And you can go back and listen to it on our feed. Uh, I put that up there along with SGA. Yeah, he was ready to to just come and play and be a mentor. And part of that is, if you want to be moved, sure, you can throw a fit and act all certain ways, but it's probably better for everybody around if you just are compliant mm-hmm. and just hang out, mentor, and build your value. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would I would say that he's doing right by the Thunder by acting that way and doing right by himself by acting that way. Because, I mean, I can't remember what the circumstances were with the Kings, but he, wasn't, he signed a big deal with the Kings and then was not a King for very long. Yeah, I think he, he lasted like three and a half months, like just from September to, to February. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. The Thunder are different. I know people like to kind of make fun of the Thunder and mm-hmm. their Thunder culture and whatnot, but like they, they do handle things differently. Yeah. I mean, just look at Houston right now, because the situation oh that Houston has on their hands is not terribly dissimilar to the situation OKC had on their hands before with Russ and Paul George, or even with Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. It's not all that different. What's different is the way that things are being handled. And part of that's not their, well, part of that's not their fault right now because the coach has changed, the GM has changed, all in the midst of this chaos that they knew was looming. And so Daryl Moore was like, hey, here, Raphael Stone, you take the mess. And he's like, he's like, I'd love to take the mess because I'd love to have a, one of these 30 jobs, even though it's yeah. a complete mess. And he's excited to take the mess, but still he's got to deal with the mess. And then Mike D'Antoni, longtime veteran coach, says, you know what? Don't want to deal with this mess. I'd rather be an assistant coach yeah. than deal with this mess. Well, it's and- a special place to be an assistant coach, though. Like, to be the assistant coach of... The guy for Steve did, Nash, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's very cute. It's very cute. yeah, yeah, it's you cute, know. but also also <laughs> interesting. I mean, the fact that he kind of passed the you're passing the torch or whatever is mm-hmm. the, uh, the saying. Uh, it's I think it's it's nice that Mike ends up in a as an assistant to to his protege and um, and yeah, but yeah, I mean, Houston is kind of. Uh, you you framed it correctly. It's a mess right now, and yeah. I I still cannot wrap my head around the wall trade, uh, the wall Westbrook trade. To me, it seems that one team clearly won and the other clearly lost. Uh, yeah. But I'm hearing very smart people, one among uh, above all, uh, set part now um, of the Athletic, who, as everyone knows, probably was um, a front office part of the front office of the Bucks for the past few seasons. And and he's very low on the trade for the Wizards' perspective. I think that Russ will make them incredibly better and better than just the seventh slash eighth seed. Because I mean, for all the critiques that you can that you can say about Russ, when he has shooters around, he he is an All NBA player. And when you mm-hmm. add an All NBA player to a team that already have one or have like very close to one, plus some very interesting role player. I think that the Wizards made a very good trade. Um, mm-hmm. Could they just trade Beal and don't do this deal? Of course. I mean, mm-hmm. It's probably better. But, I mean, to pay such a small asset to go from a contract that might be literally some wasted money, because it all can, can play like five games and be back in the... Uh, be back injured. We don't know that, but like he tears his Achilles, and it, we know that this is something extremely delicate. And from the medical standpoint, it's the worst injury to have on a basketball basketball court. Yeah. So I don't know how this cannot be a total 
win by uh, by the Wizards. And just to close the, uh, this topic, which is not the topic of today, uh, <laughs> I, I was I basically made fun of Fred uh, for doing like um, the, the episode that you probably produced about the the fake trades. And I was saying there's okay. no yeah. way that you can move Wall for one pick. <laughs> it's it's just like yeah it's nice that you tried but come on one pick and he was 100% right and so yeah. i mean to me well wall can be great but the point is not that in, in in this moment the perception of wall is that he's a toxic toxic asset and you are dealing with today yeah and the fact that the wizard were able to do such a trade to me is still unbelievable it's a bad trade I mean, just straight up, it's bad. I don't, yeah, I don't understand how you can convince the Rockets to take on John Wall's contract and take back one pick, and not just one pick, but like one like very protected pick. That yeah, yeah, if I mean, it conveys, it is likely a pick in the teens. Exactly. Yes. And you just, I mean, I know that they were desperate to get off of Russ's contract. But now you have a contract that's the same length with a player that hasn't played ball. I yeah. I don't get it. I mean, and I understand people don't like Westbrook and he's not going to help you win a championship. The Wizards' goals aren't to win a championship. You have to know like, what are the goals of the franchise. If you, if you make the goal for every team win the NBA title, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's, it's a horrible deal. They're not any closer to winning the NBA title than they were the other day. Yeah. They're not. But if the goal is let's be relevant, let's yeah. get our fans excited. Let's yeah. make the playoffs. Let's just make the playoffs. I don't, I'm not talking about winning a round. I'm not talking about doing anything. I just want to get in the playoffs. Let's just get our foot in the door. Yeah. Then you did great because you're trading a player who hasn't played for a player that has played. Not only has he played, he made the all-star team and the all-NBA team last year. Whether or not you think he should have probably doesn't matter because he did. (laughs) Like he made him like that's going to be in the record books from now until forever that Russell Westbrook was one of the 15 best NBA players last season. Yeah. So you have him. Bradley Beal didn't make the all-NBA team last year. I'm telling you that. No, it was very close. I think Beal's, but... I think Beal's the better player. Yeah, but he didn't make it. Now they have the potential to have two All NBA guys on their team. Yeah, and if you have two All NBA guys in your team, you're making the playoffs, you have, and you probably you'll make, make the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, you will absolutely make the playoffs. I don't understand why we have to move the goalposts for Russell here. You have to move them. Yes, we don't like him as a championship point guard. Yeah, that we are all on the same page with that. But if you're saying this wasn't good for the Wizards, if you don't think that it's going to help the Wizards, then I just think that you're you're dead wrong. I think you're dead wrong. And if you think that it's good for Houston somehow, like, oh boy. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen some people say like, well, everybody's saying that Kevin Durant's going to come back from his Achilles injury and be fine. Why then won't they say it about John Wall? Because John Wall didn't play for two years before he tore his Achilles. Yeah. He's had yeah, other leg issues. It's totally different type of player. And the only yes. critique that I that I can understand because we uh, I know me and you we we discuss it like a lot of times like how Russ impacts the development of the young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say that after Reggie, probably no rookie had a very good development in OKC. Like yeah. Thomas was not good in OKC. Uh, well, Mitch McGarry campaign. You can name all the rookies that OKC got. Uh, with Russell Russell as the main guy, um, the development was not good. You can also argue that, except for Sabonis, there was no good material to work with. But but it's if you want to put it in the sense that Washington has two, three very good young players that wants to develop, and Russ may mm-hmm. slow down or derailed the development curve of a young player. That might be fair. Also, you can say that if those players are any good, they will come up, even if Russ is there. Because, mm-hmm. like, um, I would love to see Danny with the ball in his hands a bit. Uh, Rui is a guy that can, can create his own shot. 
they will not be able to have as many touches with Russ around. But no. if they are good enough, then this will be a secondary problem because you already have, as you said, two All-NBA guys. And this is the league. I mean, either you, you, you go as Michael Porter Jr. that doesn't care about his status and just play and, and puts himself into a relevant role or you just you just don't so i do think that it's fair to say that this will change the development curve of these young players but but still i i would do that right like 100 percent of the times if i'm washington yeah without a doubt yeah <laughs> i would do that yeah I, and i mean honestly it's it's also just like give yourself a chance to be on national television because yeah. there's going to be nights where somebody on the Lakers has COVID, they have to move the game or cancel the game or whatever. I mean, that's going to happen in the next five to six months. It's going to happen. And, oh, wow, look, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are playing tonight. Let's put them on TV because I think people want to watch them on yeah. TV. So I... I mean, I just think that it just it's just helpful to your franchise just to give it some juice. Like just yeah. a franchise that has since I mean, they have not been relevant since the 2016-17 season. And they have a player that is saying that he wants to stay and they're saying he won't trade him and Bradley Beal. Good, don't trade him, but also you've got to put a, a winning team around him. Yeah. And so Perhaps Russell helps you. You get your guys that will develop around him. And, you know, because really one more losing season may cause him to leave. And he may leave anyways. He may want to go anyways. And and you could argue that they should have just seen how this season went with John Wall. If they're terrible, fine. Then you get another lottery pick and a really good draft. And then you trade Bradley Beal. Sure. Yeah. But the Wizards... Not every team can tank and do it well. Yeah, and it's tough. I don't know. I have confidence in the Thunder front office to do it well. I don't have... I'm not sure that I have confidence in the Wizards front office to do it well. And if you can keep Bradley Beal, who's younger than everybody thinks he is, mm -hmm. then I think that you have to give it a shot. Is he 26? Yeah, I think he is. It's 1994, I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is younger than Nader. <laughs> younger <laughs> than Nader. It is. Oh it is gosh. true, I, I think. Yeah, and, no, and also, I think you're right. And also, you can. it's true that you could probably extract a lot of value from Bradley Beal um, this season. Because, I mean, Milwaukee was probably going to give you at least an extra first rounder. Mm -hmm. But I also agree on the fact that if everything goes well for, for Beal... And he has like a one, two very good season alongside Russ, and maybe Russ has a good season as well. You can you can tank two seasons from now and just mm -hmm. increase the value of the players that you have, which is basically what OKC did with Russ and, and PG. They run mm -hmm. the the thing for two years. They were good enough to extract value from both, and then they start going into the tanking mode. You have two yep. very good seasons. You make. Bradley, Bradley Beal happy, maybe you made a deal with them, with him and saying, well, give us, like sign this contract, we'll make an effort to be competitive, extremely competitive with you. And then if nothing working in two years, he will probably have a lot of value and we can move it wherever you want. So, which is the same deal that Presti did with, with Paul George. So I do think that it's, it's also, it's not harmful for OKC, uh, for, um, for Washington, what they did. I mean, we will have value. Of course, there are injuries. I mean, we we've seen it with Clay Thompson. Um, you think you have a you have signed like an awesome contract, and then the guy turns uh, his, AC, his ACL, and then his Achilles, and boom! Perfect. Now is discussed is in the discussion for the worst contract in the league, um, which is something that probably should interest OKC. You think? Well, would you trade for him? I'm 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 saying trade for him for a reason. To get the protections removed from the trades, yeah. from the picks? I mean, I'd do that. I would do that. I would just say, hey, you don't even have to really give us anything. Just remove yeah, the protections. Yeah, I would ask for something. What else would you ask for? What else do they have? Yeah, well, they have 
the beautiful Minnesota pick who can be swapped with OKCSWAN, which is another bite to the apple. Like say that you, you know, we will swap 2021. We have the rights to swap 2021 and you remove yeah. the protection to that pick in the future, which is something. Hmm. And, but it's not I don't just- I that they do that. Do you think they do that? Okay, see? That they do that. Or the Warriors. The Warriors. I don't think they trade him, period. I think they want to keep him just out yeah. of respect. But I if right. if they are amenable to a trade, mm-hmm. um, which gives them, I don't know, George Hill plus whatever, like you can spare them a lot of money, like really a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And and you can complete it like quite soon. You can even say Ariza and George Hill for Clay Thompson. And I don't I don't do it just for the picks. I do it mm-hmm. because in two and a half years, maybe Clay could be your spacer. Because I agree he will not be the same. It's shut in the dark, but I would be interested to see if he's a guy that you can bring along and be ready when OKC is ready. Because like, to be honest with you, if you have Clay instead of Ariza and Hill, you, you are even worse than what you are right now. And we will discuss yeah. it in uh, the lineups and, and whatever, depth chart. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder. Again, I, I, I think they won't. It's gross to yeah. trade Clay Thompson for George Hill. And they just reason. can't do that. They just can't. They just they just cannot do it. I know. I know. But he is I mean the risk that you have four years of, of that money is real. And at some point yeah. you have to account for that. Okay, see, I mean, yeah, probably probably they will not be on the tax even if even if Shea and Pokushevsky somehow sign a max deal. Mm-hmm. Even with Clay's money. So, yeah, but they agree it's gross, and they will, <laughs> they would at least try to see if, if they can somehow rehabilitate his value and or put him on the court or whatever. Well, don't you think even if Trevor Reza goes to the Warriors, he's still just trying to deal with his stuff, right? <laughs> it's I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm laughing because I don't know. Uh, what what those stuff? I don't know for sure either. Yeah, but even if I would it's guess, nothing. I would guess that his stuff would get wrapped up real quick if he got to go start for the if he got to go start for the Warriors. Yeah, me too. And to be honest, that improves. I mean, George Hill and Anariza for Clay today improves Golden State quite a bit. Yeah, like it, without a doubt, it does. Probably it doesn't put them in title contention for real. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you still need you still need uh, clay to win a title. I mean, clay mm-hmm. is the piece that makes everything work. And, and this yeah. is probably why they don't do it because they know that um, their shot is two years from now when Wiseman is ready and Steph hopefully is still healthy. You have at least another shot with clay, and you don't yeah. sell this for. A non-shot with with George Hill and Trevor Ariza, but but yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Ariza deal is is weird. I mean, I expect him to not like to do to pull an Igudala on OKC, and yeah. and it's probably for the best. I mean, I I don't think Sam minds it, like the fact that he's not here. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I think that's probably right. I mean, he's welcome to come. I think, but if you don't, well, fine with us. We will probably wait. And either cut you for to save some money or move you for as little as a second rounder, which and a trade exception maybe I don't know something like that mm-hmm. would be would be enough to move someone like Trevoris. I don't think that there is value there, mm-hmm. unless you get a Felicio type of deal, where you say, "Well, mm-hmm. please, I mean, I'm taking like a bad contract. Please give me something." I still you think that George Hill and and Trevoris are for for Otto Porter makes a lot of sense for Chicago. Because as we've seen from some very nice video, I, I don't think like playing basketball at the professional level is on the top of the list of Otto Porter's um, say priorities. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I, uh, I would do that. 
I would do that for sure. I would try to trade for him. Yeah. I wonder if you could make him into something. I don't too. think he touched like OKC's ground. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I think he just well, whatever you're doing with your 26 millions, great. Keep doing it. We'll have your rights, and if you end up playing, or if you want to play, please tell us where, and we will cut you, and you can go play there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that 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 trade makes a ton of sense. But maybe Chicago wants to try first and maybe do something at the deadline, depending on where, where they are, because trading for Ariza and Hill makes sense if you are in playoff hunts. If, if you are mm-hmm. not, then I don't think that, that trade makes a ton of sense for them because you can just let yeah. Porter expire. You let Felicio expire. You don't pay anything. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just acquire new players um, in next year free agency, which might be what they they want to do seems like that's where they're headed to me but if you can extract some value that's great this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game and more head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Shout out to John Hamm, by the way, who has been predicting this since the day that that trade was made, that this is going to be a Andre Iguodala type of situation where Trevor Reza yeah. is like, you know what? I'm going to save my mileage for a team uh, that's going to use me in a way that you know a, a contender can use me or a team that's going to make the playoffs can use me. Uh, he knows, he probably knows, like, I don't have a lot left. And I would like to get another contract. And it worked for Andre Iguodala. Like, it worked very well for Andre Iguodala. Yeah. And maybe there is some things that he has to attend. Like, uh, it could be a mixed, a mix of two reasons. Because you can you can make this, the exact same argument for, uh, for George Hill. You can say, well, you're a veteran. You're a 50% shooter from three. You cannot really improve your uh, resume by playing for OKC. Um, but I mean, probably Ariza has something going on. Maybe somehow. I think he does. I don't. So, yeah, I don't think that's so, untrue. Yeah. So I, I like. I wonder in a different situation, maybe he could say, "Well, yeah, I will play. Uh, please, like, let me rest more than what you plan to, and maybe play me like fake starter minutes, and we are done. Like something like yeah." That. Which is probably what George Hill will do. Um, I don't expect him to 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 pull off a Chris Paul. Like I will be the best version of myself. I will carry this team to win. I I think, and from the words that I listened um, in his interview, that he's ready for a mentor slash very good veteran presence on the court type of role, which is it's great. The most you you can accept. You can you can you can you can ask for. For, from a guy like that, because again, this team mm-hmm. needs veteran leadership, and and it's yeah. it's not that it, that they need like veteran uh, play on the court, but like I think yeah. that George Hill represents like a consummate pro, which will teach, and so will Al Horford, by the way. Um, Horford, mm-hmm. I think, can help a little bit more on the court because you can do stuff with Horford that you. That you couldn't do with Adams, for example. Like you can play handoffs. You can. He's more of a of a player where I'm interested in the feet uh, on the court and mm-hmm. the feet on the court because it's it can unlock a few stuff. He'll he he will be an, an amazing shooter. He will probably show that you can defend uh, even positionally without going all the way. And it's also important, like to to see those things on the court. But I mean. Um, this is very convoluted uh, argument by me, but yeah, I like where George <laughs> Hill is, and I like it for the Thunder. I do too. I 
Teo is a better passer, or he projects to be a better passer than George Hill has been in his career. But they're not crazy dissimilar outside of that, um, as far as players go. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the, the idea of him showing Teo, like, here's the way. Here's yeah. how you become a 12-year pro in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, for a second-round pick, it's not common for a second-round pick to play 12 years in the NBA. So yeah. if you can get, if you can get mentored by a guy like that, it, even for a short time, because it may just be for a short time. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's honest, honestly, what what could be the case for for OKC and George Hill as they're waiting. The Thunder are waiting. They have their phone on ring, and they're yeah. waiting for somebody to actually make a good offer for George Hill. And I think someone eventually will. I think someone will see, you know what, we're, we're really close. And they're like, listen, we don't have to get anything of rotational value back. Just yeah. give us something in the future and we'll be good to go. Yeah, and I was thinking um, about even a simple deal again with the Lakers. Like, it's not out of the question that with Marcus All and Davis, they will realize, well, we do have enough from the center position. We don't really need Harrell here. Um, maybe the, mm. the pick and roll partnership will not work as expected with Dennis Schroeder and they will like Marcus all to play more with Schroeder for some reasons and say, well, you know what? Hmm. We may need an extra defender because, yay, we are out of, of the Caruso sensational moments and we really need some veteran help and a guy who shots 50% who proves to be still a very good defender, maybe can close games for us because you can have mm-hmm. Schroeder, uh, Caldwell Pope, Hill, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. This sounds like a very good lineup to me if you want to mm-hmm. go small. And like the contract uh, that that Harrell has is not toxic because it's two, it's two years, uh, very reasonable numbers. I think it's nine and a yeah. half or nine point something. Uh, so it's, He's got a player option too on the second year. Yeah, so you can say, well, okay, uh, just just you can either reroute him if there is someone who wants him, and you can take back Cristiano Felicio again, <laughs> or doing you're just you're you're just gonna keep saying it until it happens. Yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Even even like Tristan Thompson, say that Tristan Thompson doesn't really work in Boston, and yeah. Boston wants another option there because they know mm-hmm. that Tice will be the guy who closes for them, and. And like they want a guy like Trez or they want a guy like George Hill. Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. I think the Lakers are a very good option because Trez is a nice player to try out. If it works, especially in the regular season, it's great. If it doesn't, it's not a bad contract. You can trade him. I think. I don't think he has like a no trade clause or anything. So maybe yes, due to the structure of the contract. And this could be a problem for them. But... That that I I should have checked that. Um, I wonder if you sign a contract like that, if you have a no trade uh, clause. But I mean, in these moments, you can probably find ways to make it work. I know that from Trey's perspective, to change uh, locations again will not be very nice because it's the third team in basically a span of. 12 months and it's not awesome for you but Mm -hmm. i mean again barring that thing which is relevant you can find places where george hill fits more than uh, like a rebuilding team Uh, i do think that a lot of contenders will look into george hill due to the nature of his contract you can basically say that you play one year I i think that a team like the lakers will love to have him for oh. the entire length of the contract, but maybe a team like no the Raptors doubt. will look into a contract like that. They have a lot of guards, so I don't know, but even the Heat, like teams like that, like you can trade Olenek for George Hill and probably mm-hmm. help yourself because like even if you have a tons of guards, a veteran like Hill will help you like quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if Avery Bradley is like, oh man, Avery Bradley's over the hill. He can't, he can't play. Yeah. Then, then you just yeah you said Kelly Olynyk or I think who just they just re-signed somebody to a 
a deal that's around 10 million, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it's Jay Crowder. Is it? No, no, Jay Crowder is it's gone. No, Phoenix. It's gone. Myers Leonard. Myers, Myers Leonard just signed Why the deal. did that's like, like that contract I didn't understand. It's almost the Miles uh, the, the Mason Plumley contract. Like Yeah. Why? It's it's because of this. Okay. It's because of this. It's because they so all they want can, George Hill. It's because they saw they say we're going to pay you the just right under the amount that George Hill is paid, which is true. I think he's 9.4, yeah. George Hill is 9.5. It works works in the trade machine. Yeah, but it, like it's it's such like an easy contract to move so i'm 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 not really worried and and again the better george hill plays for okc the the more options he will have because if it's just Mm -hmm. like chicago or just i don't know houston or whatever then maybe maybe you end up doing like danilo who had just one option in miami it was a good option not a great option for him and he decided well i'll just I'll just be here. And for George Hill, that means probably if you find a good team where you can really work, it means having 10 millions next season. If you don't, it means being cut and have just 1 million on your pocket. Maybe you can recoup some of that, but it would be great for you to just mm-hmm. be awesome in, in, in one team and just just take those 10 million. So I think he has all the interest to be helpful and to be great on the court. Which is not exactly yeah. what OKC is looking for, but yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> let's. Uh, I've got seven minutes. Okay, so let's go through our starting lineups. The Thunder are going to play a game in just a few days. Yeah. They're going to play a real live game where they try to take a basketball and put it in a hoop as a team. Is it the twelfth? And or it's the twelfth? Okay, the twelfth. So let's uh, let's let's cobble up a starting lineup here. Let's just let's just assume everybody's available. Mm-hmm. We we know that two players have tested positive for COVID. There are two players that we haven't seen in any of these photos. Two players that we haven't heard from that I would expect to hear from. Um, this is not. I'm not reporting this. I'm not saying that this is who it is. This is just a guess. My guess is that it's Lou Dort and Justin Jackson mm-hmm. because we've heard from everybody else. And if we haven't heard from them, it's probably because they're not a part of the rotation or, but like we've seen Isaiah Roby, we've seen Admiral Schofield, uh, we've seen Kenrich Williams and uh, Moses Brown. Like, I don't think that we would talk to Moses Brown anyways. I don't even know what I'd ask Moses Brown, to be honest. I don't know what anybody would ask Moses Brown. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're not going to talk to him, but he's in pictures. And so it's this game where you like, piece together who has talked, who's in these photos, who's not in the photos and who hasn't talked. Lou Dort, Justin Jackson, haven't seen them. Yeah. So that would be my guess. I don't know that's for sure, but that would be my guess. It, uh, it could also be Jason Randall, something like that, because he, he should be, you know, it could be, it, it very well could be because he's not in any photos either. And we definitely have not talked to him. Yeah. So it's, it could, yeah, it could be. And I think he's on just a 10 day. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's weird that Lou is not in any picture. You would figure that he, it's weird that we haven't talked to him. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that they're, that he, I mean, he's one of the three guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is the Dort. Yes. Dort SGA Baisley. And Baisley's talked twice. I asked him a question yesterday. Which I actually, I have yet he to and listen. I are totally cool, number one. Number two, the I asked him just like, what are your defensive goals for the year? Mm-hmm. And his answer was actually pretty intriguing because he said, and I know I'm taking up like all seven minutes before we even get to our lineup. Um, <coughs> but he said like he is very focused on that end. Once... And once like specific defensive assignments, he said, I'm going to ask to defend certain players. And he wants to defend like the best players in the league. He didn't say any names, but I'm sure he wants to defend Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah. He even said he wants to defend specific guards on other teams. Yeah. And so if he can be a player that defends not just threes and fours, which is what he did last year, Mm -hmm. but can step out and defend really good shooting guards, <clears throat> step out and defend like point. He said he wants to defend point guards. Yeah. If he can do that, I don't know if he can do that. If he can do that, I mean, then 
he's a three, right? Danny's a player that you don't worry, don't have to worry about on defense, which is what you need, what you really need. And he's a guy like I remember us discussing after Clippers versus OKC in the bubble, a few possessions where Darius was paired with Paul George, and he was yeah. toe and toe with him, like he was yeah. moving, he was like shadowing him, and and it was great to watch. Now. Like five seconds of defense against Paul George does not give you the uh, the defensive player of the year title, but it it gives you at least a glimpse of what Darius can be on defense. And he's for sure part of the my front court rotation as of now, um, uh, front court starting rotation um, together with Horford. Uh, I I had this basically I I, I did this um, backcourt two play two spots. A wing spot and two front court spot. Um, mm-hmm. My, I have two versions of the starting lineup because I, I initially made one with Shea, Hill, Dort, Baisley, and Horford, which sounds yeah. extremely fair. But then I yeah. thought, well, maybe this this will give a lot of space to both Pokushevsky and Maledon because I have them first off the bench. I I, yeah. I kind of forgot Maledon until like half of this podcast and so i had to well (laughs) forgive me um but they are both uh in the first um like line of guys that will probably play say say your starting lineup again for me uh one is shea hill dort basely and horford the other one sorry no dort what what, no you say dort shea hill dort basely and the other one is shea dort pokushevsky basely and horford (laughs) <laughs> which sounds like almost uh, sounds too I hope much it happens sounds yeah, too much but uh, like i don't know if poco will be ready but there will yeah. it's not that okc was afraid to start rookies that were not totally ready like domas was not they ready. weren't yeah yeah but steven for example didn't start um reggie didn't start campaign didn't start so you don't know um but so very different teams though yeah exactly they don't need to win i the the only problem with these kind of um idea is you you don't want to ruin a player development by giving by putting him in a position where he can just make mistakes so you don't want to run him into the ground exactly exactly so i'm i'm totally fine in and, and to be fair i will probably bet that Hill is the starter, and you probably have the second line of uh, of players in Maladon, Diallo, Justin Jackson, Poku, and Muscala. Um, and then the third line in Jackson and Jerome, uh, Miller, Leaf, and Schofield. I don't know if Miller will ever play uh, for OKC. Um, I'm not sure either. Yeah. He acted, he acted like he would when he talked to us the other day. Yeah, but- you know. Honestly, who knows? Yeah, so you basically have, I think that the 11th man rotation will be, or 12th man rotation will be Shea, Maladon, Jackson, and Jerome, uh, Hill and Diallo, Dort, Jackson, Baisley, Pokushevsky, Horford, and Muscala. And then maybe you can add TJ Leaf to that group. So 13 guys. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's still, I, I was surprised to see his age. He seems to be in the league from like a lot of time, but he's just yeah. one year older than Shea. So he was pretty young when he was right. drafted. So it's not that yeah. it's it's the same age as time as Ty Jerome. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's young. early to say he will not play. I would not bet my house on him being a contributor in the future, not even I don't know, my computer or my cell phone, but uh but yeah, I mean, there's still a chance for TJ Leaf, especially if you don't play him at the three. Because to be honest with you, what is the yeah, space that Indiana had for him to play? He had Tadeusz Young, Domas, uh, Tadeusz Young, well, two seasons ago, then Domas, Miles Turner. It's it's not the right fit. I wonder what Are happens. Are you talking yourself into TJ Leaf here? Is that no, what's I, I'm talking myself into give it, give a shot to TJ Leaf. Hey, I'll tell you, the Thunder did not think they could get TJ Leaf for essentially taking, get an asset and TJ Leaf. And when that came available, they were like, oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah. They're excited. I think this is 
BJ Mullins Redux. Uh, but yeah, he'll pro- he'll probably play some this year. I mean, I think I actually I think like most certainly he will play some this year. Yeah, on this team, just because of the circumstances that we're in. So it's a top fourteen. Uh, I think he's clearly ahead than a guy than a guy like Schofield or uh, I think so. Roby or e- yes. e- even yes. Kenrich Williams, guys like that. Probably, probably so. Probably so. He's a first round pick that didn't pin out. Yeah, you know, at, at one point he was a guy that people thought would be a good player. Not and us. I never, I never <laughs> thought that, us. but some people thought that. Especially when uh, we heard, here's, "Yeah, he's going to play the tree for Indiana." Good luck. Okay. <laughs> good luck with that. At that. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually a pretty decent athlete, though. Like he's yeah. a he's a good athlete. Yeah. He doesn't look like a good athlete, but he's a pretty. He good cannot athlete. play the three in the league. I'm that. Well, not at the at the four. He's a good athlete. Yeah. He can jump a little bit. Yeah. Uh, here's my starting lineup. SGA, Dort, Hami, Bays, and Horford. I know. Why are you doing the, this to me? <laughs> because I just really believe that's what it's going to be. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too, but I just have this feeling that we always forget about Hami. We always forget about him. And even into last season, we forgot about him. And day one, he was in the rotation. He is like a great, he's a great camp player, I think. And really shows out and really tries super hard. I mean, and wants to be a part of the team. He's been a part of the Thunder longer than anybody else that's been on the team. I just think that they're going to say, we're going to reward you for your your work ethic for the example that you've been to these young guys and we're going to throw you out there. I'm just telling you, he played in spots where we didn't, we didn't think he was in the rotation going into last year. And to be fair, we were right. <laughs> we were right. I'm just saying that to start the season, I could see a world where Hamadou Diallo is the starting three. That's all. I mean, I know. No, I mean, I, I know. I know that your heart is in a different place, uh, but I, I like what, <laughs> what, you, what what you're saying. I mean, it it is possible. To be honest, I I have him as the first guy of of the bench kind of role, depending on where yeah. George Hill yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that he might be a guy that you can start some. Maybe if George Hill is not here and Poku is not ready, mm-hmm. but with Hill, I mean. It's you want to give Shea space. This is what I think yeah. goes against your your argument, which which is again I know why you're saying this, but we have, we've witnessed it for a year, maybe two years. With Hami on the court, there is just no space. There is transition. There is defense. Sometimes there is energy. Uh, the team is frisky and whatever, but there is no space on the court. And if you want to have Shea as your lead ball handler, you need to give him space and either Lou Dort has become like a 38% shooter which is not likely and then you have all the space you need or with Diallo it's just too tough yeah I don't think they care about about that but you, I don't know how much they care about it well yeah you made things hard for Shea which can be also a development technique like like it will it will get better, but now you have to try to be a thirty five percent twenty five point scorer with no space on the court. Let's try that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, Dave. maybe, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe this is a development strategy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I also think. Yeah, I don't know. That would just that's just my prediction. That's not the starting lineup that I would want. That's just my prediction. Which is the one that you want? I'd put I put Hill in for Hami. Oh, so SGA, no problem. Hill. I just I just don't know if I'm ready for that much excitement. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um, it's. I would like to see I'd like to see Poco Poku play against second units. Like I want to see him give have a chance against second units before they just play him against like start him against Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> You know, like, okay, let's, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The guy will okay, chuck it anyway, I think. He will shut it anyway. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I just, let's let's ease him in a little bit. Yeah. 
I'd like to ease him in a little bit because I don't I don't want him to be deer in the headlights like Domas was his rookie season with OKC. Yeah. Because he was he's one, he's out of position, two, he's playing against all these guys that he's kind of like idolized over the years and he was like deer in the headlights, like not a good player. Yeah. For OKC. Yeah. And if he if he had a chance to have Cantor's role that year, mm-hmm. I think things could have been a lot different for him. It's the role he had in, uh, in that game in Minnesota where it was just sensational. And we all said... Well, Indiana. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm speaking about last uh, game of the, of the season. Or, oh, or, when he was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When oh, he yeah. played... No, yeah. That, that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Uh, I had, I think, nine uh-huh. points. I don't know how many rebounds. Five or six assists. And he was playing like free-flowing basketball. With, he was great. Yeah. Sensational. Yeah. yeah. He, looked, he looked the player that he is now. And, and, and I remember yeah. us commenting on the fact that, yeah, that is the Domas that we like. And it might be yep. trading Steven Adams to, to let that guy be the guy. It didn't go that yep. way, but mm-hmm. it could have been a possibility, yeah. I think. It could have been, mm-hmm. definitely. That's why I'm like with Poku. It's like, okay, like I yeah. want to I want to give him free reign, but I also, like, he's he's likely the youngest player in the NBA this year. Yeah. He was the youngest player in the draft. I don't know if he's like the youngest, like two way. I don't know that for sure. So you can't, I, I can't say for sure that he's the youngest guy in the NBA, but it's likely he's the youngest guy yeah. in the NBA. Uh, and he's just got to the United States, like just got yeah. here. And I just, to me, I would prefer to kind of ease him in, develop him a little bit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you can start him uh, by the end of the season. You don't have to start. He didn't. He doesn't have to start now. I mean, I was just yeah. wondering about from a development standpoint if they want to just see what they have. But I would. I mean, if if he feels comfortable and he's confident and he just doesn't really care what's in front of him, which there's been a lot. Of, like Dort felt that way. Mm-hmm. Like Dort was like, I don't care. Like yeah. I'll defend James Harden. Yeah, yeah. Just, just. <laughs> hey, great. Throw him out there. Let him. Let him go get it. You know, Terrence Ferguson was more, you know, fearful on the court than yeah. Tor was. So throw him out there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think if Poku feels that way, then yeah, mid, you know, mid season or maybe after the George Hill trade, like throw him out there. Mm-hmm. But we also like, I don't, I don't know if that will happen, but I know for sure like Hami will be ready and Hami will want that spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe again, maybe and he it, improved. Maybe he improved. You can improve in, in shooting in the shooting department, like Alfredo yeah. Camino. Became yeah. a reliable shooter, mm-hmm. not a great shooter, but a reliable one. And if if it's, that is is what happens with Hami, you earned it. Mm-hmm. He was with the lethal shooter guy during the offseason. Yeah, the one that made Robertson a fifty percent shooter in the bubble, thirty five percent shooter it's, in the bubble, thirty two percent shooter <laughs> in the bubble. I don't remember the figure. <laughs> oh, you can't blame that on. No. <laughs> I was is, I was trying to not put move. too much too many expectations on on the lead yeah, but <laughs> yeah I wouldn't expect it I would just just take it take it as it comes uh, thanks so much for listening to our show we appreciate you guys hope you guys have a great Monday we'll talk to you again on Wednesday leave us a five star Apple podcast review it's in your purple podcast app lots of you've done it in this last week that's super helpful if you could just do that today. Uh, that would be wonderful. Make sure you follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. And we will talk to you guys on Wednesday.